Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of Cracked Open, Becoming a Vessel of Unconditional Love. Oh, my heart is so full from the drop-in we just did to start this episode. Today with me, I have Larissa O'Neill, who I'm going to introduce formally in a moment using her official bio. The pleasure and the joy and the gratitude I have for meeting the soul is so deep. I had the absolute fucking honor of serving at a women's festival that Larissa and her partner Tracy put together recently in Perth called Sisterhood Rising. These women are the real deal. Like I can, there's no other way that I can say this. Um, The space that they hold together and that they cultivate is so pure, so beautiful. And, um, you know, for me, there was a sense of like being pulled to them in this really crazy way. I don't even know how I found them. It was like, I need to do this. And Mm. those soul threads pulled us together. And there was this instant, like, I know you, I feel this. It's so beautiful. So Larissa is the co-creatrix of the powerhouse team that is Wild Tribe, a women's movement dedicated to sacred revolution, ethical consciousness, and personal empowered responsibility. And they are doing the real work, people, so you need to check them out. Larissa herself is a cosmic woman, wild woman, and curious woman. She's a deep soul who sees and feels humanity, the nuances of life, and the gossamer, what a great word, threads of connection. Her soul's path in this lifetime is to create liberation through empowerment and in service to the collective and humanity. She opens herself up as a sacred vessel for the divine stories, wisdom, and language of the stars to flow through her, filling her cup, overflowing in service to you. I feel like we're going to talk about many things today, but one of the big things we're going to talk about is astrology. Larissa is a wealth of wisdom on astrology. I had an incredible reading with her recently, so I can't wait to share some of the insights that she has on astrology. But to begin with, I'm going to shut up for a second and hand the mic over to you. We would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got here to be this powerful medicine woman, this astrological genius, this divine feminine goddess. What brought you here sitting in front of me in this conversation today? Wow, what a way to start. I mean, the energy is palpable as it is. And then, of course, to be here on this podcast across the ether, um, but energetically connecting is just phenomenal and, you know, humbled in every sense of the word. Um, What brought me here? That's a big conversation just in itself. Um, I am an incredibly deep soul. As I said, um, I have the ability and insight and the bigger picture to feel into soul life and soul connection. So what brought me here? Um, evolutionary shift and change and humanity on a big scale. My soul went, yep, I'm up. Um, we're in for big changes and big times. So I went, okay, I'm I'm in, I'm all the way in. What's my mission? Why am I here? And go. Um, so that's on a soul level. Um, on a personal level, what brought me here is, you know, myself and my soul sister, Trace, we, 
trusted in, in all that we are? And the simplest answer is we just said yes. Now, how that came about is there was a situation that was a play, an opportunity came up and we looked at each other and just went, yes. And then we walked away and we get, okay, what are we doing? What, what are we, what's happening? And since then, we've spent the last, um, you know, 11, 12 years uh, really honing our craft, diving within, um, you know, really kind of working through all of our stuff, our insights, um, all the challenges, lessons, so on and so forth in life to really be the truest sense of ourselves. Personal uh, responsibility and accountability is essential uh, within our own selves to be able to offer the work that we do. Um, so yeah, it's just choosing to show up um, in the rawness and the vulnerability with courage and strength and uh, tenacity and joy and laughter is, is what brought me here. And, you know, we live in phenomenal times um, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So in the simplest form, yeah, that's why I'm here. I love that. And I love your excitement for it, right? Because I'm always like, fuck, I have to be here. It's so exhausting, right? <laughs> and yeah. um, I love yeah. that your perception is like so positive of like, I get to be here. Yeah, I'm incredibly passionate uh, about life and about um, this point in time. Um, going back, as I said, through the, through the soul aspect of things, I have lived many, 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 many lifetimes. And I know my first incarnation in the physical form and, and you know, on earth was eons ago um, so I know on a soul level that ancient thread and then all the lifetimes that I've experienced brought me to this point in time so for me it's understanding and being able to harness all the the self-mastery and the gifts and the wisdom and the challenges and the wounding that's come through all of these to be here in this point in time and I know on a soul level I'm ready um, so I was born into this world um, into the army life uh, which is really interesting. I was literally born into the army, lived in army life, lived in army camps, went to army schools. Everyone we knew was military and we didn't know anything outside of that. Um, it, was, it was a contained bubble. And of course, with the military, you know, there's a lot of challenges that come into play. So here's me, you know, on a soul level that stepped in um, you know, I'm neurodivergent. So in the neurotypical world, I, I really struggled with the mainstream. And then you add the military to that. Um, and symbology, the insight and wisdom of the stars always fascinated me. Um, I really struggled, as I said, in the mainstream system with, you know, with word, with the written format, with education system, the indoctrination system that took play. Um, so there was a lot of wounding that came through that. Um, so stepping out into the wider world is like, whoa, what is this? What's going on? And so I had to heal a lot of my wounding from that upbringing that I had to really understand who I was and understand my neurodivergency and um, to understand that that in itself is a superpower and going from that diving in further and further into astrology for me it was a framework it was a language it was um, a way to operate in the world because I believe that to know thyself is the most empowering thing that we can offer most empowering tool when we become our own sovereign self and our own inner authority that is what's needed in this world right now so yeah and yes I'm incredibly passionate yeah, I love that. I love that's so interesting that you came from that upbringing. I didn't know that about you. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. 
I, I remember when uh, you were reading my chart and you were saying it's it's funny like when you've had astrologers read your chart they're like oh wow you're like you've signed up for some shit and like it's that acknowledgement of like those challenges those things that we tactically place ourselves into are points where we can grow it's the wound but it's where the growth is and that's what you were saying Chiron represents um, yeah. I would love to like you know let's dive into the astrology aspect first because it, it feels alive here of like how can people um and how okay no like let's stop for a second firstly <laughs> i have a sense that you've been this astrology this knowledge of astrology for you is not something that you picked up in this lifetime and you were like oh i just know this and i'm gonna learn this now it's something that you've really really like felt yeah. and known deep in your body so talk to me about that remembering of like coming across this modality and being like fuck i've done this before like i yeah. i know this yeah. yeah, yeah. So astrology is in um, the essence, as I said, it's a language and a framework that's been used for thousands of years, all the way back through the times of, you know, Mesopotamia and Sumeria, so on and so forth. Um, so for me in this lifetime, it very much was a remembering. Uh, I do feel that over a number of lifetimes, I was a scribe. Um, astrology is something that um, that resonance and frequency carried on for me. And in this lifetime, it, it was just a picking up where I left off. And there are a number of factors within my own personal chart that speak to that in that kind of context. So as I said, this neurodivergency that I had, astrology made sense when I look at the symbols and the stars and the patterns and the way that they interact and talk with one another. For me, that registered, that made sense. Looking at a, a book or a novel, uh, it was a completely foreign language, but astrology made sense. So I knew this was something that I was drawn to. And, you know, I'm also a star seed in, um, and I knew that that aspect was very strong within myself. So it was always a drawing and a connection. And when I first kind of really dropped into astrology would have been my early formative teenage years. And I getting hold of every, you know, astrology magazine that I could, all the little scrolls with the horoscopes on and so forth, because the internet wasn't a thing back then. Um, you know, and, and for me, it was just like, oh my God, I feel, you know, this is a connection. This is a language, especially after that neurodivergency of not fitting in. This was like a breath of fresh air. And so I just dived in from there and how it kind of continued to grow from that. It was a remembering and astrology, as we currently know it, is a traditional based astrology, a medieval astrology. And it's based on what's known as your sun signs, uh, which is potent and powerful, but it's an outward expression of, of the language itself which I loved and uh, throughout my life and lived experience. I've worked with many mentors, done workshops, you know, so on and so forth. They've studied and um, I loved it. I just devoured it with every sense of the word, but it didn't quite fit with me as a person um, and where I was at on a soul level. So I continued to work um, through di different modalities and one of those being past life regression. Um, because I love the past life, the soul life, and the interdimensional life. Um, and then from there, working in women's work, and especially through Wild Tribe with um, various sisterhood circles, moon um, circles, red tents, so on and so forth, I've been working with the moon cycle for well over a decade um, now, being the devotion to the, to the moon um, waxing and waning. So I've kind of taken all of those aspects and I've put, brought them all into a, a layered 
um, dynamic, you know, ever evolving uh, style of astrology in which I connect with. And that's looking at your inner psychological makeup, looking at your soul contracts. Um, so for me, it was literally kind of unlocking Akashic records, almost like unlocking that the puzzle box, so to speak. And every time I looked at another aspect within a chart or the layer um, within this, it just opened a whole other um, aspect of remembering for me. So I work with a lot of the um, uh, goddess uh, wisdom, the archetypal energy that comes into play. So again, it's just unlocking past life, remembering stories, wisdom and insight. And I layer it into the work that I do. And my lived experience, my day to day, my every day is through the lens of perception of astrology. And all the work that we do is that has a, a, a nuance of a frequency that runs through all of the bodies of work that we do, because astrology is not just a, 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 a pretty picture with all these symbols. It's our way of being. It's our mode of operation. It's our framework in which we you know, live in the world around us and which we filter the world um, through the lenses of perception. Okay, I have like 50 questions and they're all coming at once. So I'm like, what? yeah. what's the priority? So the first, I get, okay, for, for someone who's like not into astrology, right? Which I don't understand because I'm like, it's so powerful. Um, and maybe they just think that astrology is like your sun sign and they haven't like really resonated with it because maybe their sun sign doesn't really resonate or whatever. The first question is, what can we gain from astrology? Like, what does it tell us about ourselves or even the current energies or what, what are we getting out of using astrology? How does that help us? The second question, and I might need to ask this one again, um, for someone who's like, yeah, I might, I'm going to say it, but I'll come back to it if I forget it. Um, what are some things that someone can look at when they're just starting, um, like key things in their chart that you would be like, look at this to start. Like, obviously there's the sun, the moon, the rising, they're the most important ones, the obvious ones, but what other things can they start to look at for a beginner or someone beginning this journey? Okay, okay. So coming back to, to your initial question, what, what can they gain for it? As I said, this is a framework in which we operate. This is our cosmic circuitry within our cellular body. Now we've all heard of the um, you know, the spiritual path, you know, our life journey, that never-ending spiritual path that goes on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we speak to that, you know, we've fallen off the path, we've got sidetracked, you know, so on and so forth. And this spiritual path is exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And with the world as it is, especially now, we need to kind of shift our perspective and our framework about how we view those perspectives. So what I've been working with over the last number of years to kind of shape, uh, to reframe that is coming back into our spiritual biosphere. So it's the energy field in which we move within. And instead of a path, we're cultivating our spiritual biosphere, our landscape and our energy field and frequency that is self. So it brings us back into our own internal resource. And so from that, we look at how this energy field operates. So looking um, at astrology, if we come back just to the core foundations, as you spoke of, your sun sign, your moon and your rising sign are, are three core components. So the way that I view that is if you know your moon sign, This is our primal core aspect of self. So this is our emotional body. It's our feminine. It's our receptive. It's our lens of perception of the world within us. Um, So if we understand that, because that is our predominant sign that's at play for us as opposed to a sun sign. So that moon sign is that primal aspect. 
then the way that I see it around this energetic um, field that is your moon sign, we have our sun sign, which is a, a protective jacket. This is our masculine action oriented outward expression of self. So this is how we shine our light in the world itself. So our sun sign is something we aspire to that we grow into. Um, depending on how it sits within your chart, it may have to be activated. There's other components that come into play to really harness and ignite and amplify that, that light within you. Um, and of course, everyone's chart is unique um, across the board. And then we have our rising sign. So your rising sign for me is incredibly important because that's in the driver's seat. That is the energy vehicle, your biosphere, that is you. So this is your outward expression. This is the energy people feel when they connect with you and they meet with you. This is also magnetized. So that's you find that's the people that are drawn to you. So it's really important to know who's in the driver's seat. Um, so if we understand just that core framework, it gives us a way to operate, uh, understanding how we operate in the world. Um, so even if you just know those three, um, that's a really great foundation to work from. Um, but what I also suggest to kind of shift on from that is, which I for me is the game changer across the board, is we have our Chiron, which you spoke of. I knew you were going to say Chiron, and I was like, wait, we got to talk about Chiron. I love that. Yeah, great. people shy away from Chiron. It's like, oh, so Chiron, is, of course, is our wounded healer. Now, we all come into this world with a core wounding, and it's connected to the lessons that we move through in life. Now, we're here for a soul's growth experience. And on a soul level, we chose our Chiron lessons to enable us to grow exponentially on a soul level. And, you know, these are the cha most challenging things in life. But Chiron is our navigator. So he's sitting alongside you, rising sign. So, of course, when you're sitting from that wounding and protection and that's navigating your bus, you know, you're playing small, you're diverting, you're kind of you know, not stepping into the fullness of yourself, you know, we're hiding away, we can often be triggered by those um, uh, aspects um, and our conditioning, um, our upbringing, so on and so forth, we can be triggered for those by playing small. Um, as I said to you, you know, my chart is, um, had, had some big experiences in it. And I've had readings from other, you know, well-renowned readers, and they look at it and go, oh, shit. And it's like, Yep. Now, depending on how that's read, I could have stayed in, in that wounding aspect of the Chiron and in the victim side of things. But for me on a personal level, I know I've chosen to grow. So I really have had to and continue to every day um, look at this Chiron aspect and how he's operating. Because the thing with Chiron and our wounding is when we understand these um, qualities, these lessons, and when we lean into that, we bring about... Um, our acknowledgement of what the lessons are. We can heal these um, aspects and then we can embody the wisdom, insights and teaching from this. And this is where our self-mastery comes into play. Um, and when um, you see Chiron on your chart, it looks like a little key. And when we unlock these aspects, it unlocks all the other qualities within our chart. So these are often the ignition points for our growth. So Chiron is incredibly important to understand. That's amazing. And while we're on this and riffing on this, um, are there any other aspects we can look to in our chart for things that would be like maybe karmic in nature, like what lessons were we here to learn or where even soul gifts, like are there certain indicators or things? I know Black Lilith maybe, or the Black Moon is one of those um, or yep. can be one of those indicators or like if someone yep. was like, 
I want my chart, right? Because it's like, we get these readings, right? And it's so funny. Every time I've gotten an astrology reading, it's just confirmed for me what I already know about myself. But it's so fucking good to have that there in front of me and someone's interpreting that because I'm like, cool, yeah. I'm not imagining it. So for someone who feels like they're on this path or they have these gifts and what kind of things in their chart are like those ticks of like, yeah, you're yeah. not nuts. You're really signed up for this. Like, this is, you know, yeah, this is what you're here for. Yeah, as I said, it's a framework of operation. So when we when you do a natal chart reading, we know all of these qualities. We know how that, well, those of us that are conscious and aware of the way we operate, we're aware of how these things come into play. But when we're able to articulate them, um, then it gives us a way to work with them. As my daughter sneaks down the steps. She's doing really well. She's <laughs> she's doing a good job. This is a very informal podcast. <laughs> like there's cats and there's people and there's all you sorts know. of things. Um, it's cute. So, yeah. that she <laughs> yeah. so the way that I like to look at it is like standing in your inner psychology with all your qualities, traits playing out all around you, and you got little post-it notes. It's like, oh, that's what that is. Okay, right. That, that's how I communicate. Oh, that's my, you know, la love language, my soul currency, um, and all of these qualities. So we, from there, then we can understand how they're working, how they're not working, and how we can work with them. Because this is when the embodiment process comes back into play. Um, because for me, astrology is about taking it from your from the mind and dropping it into our body because embodiment is how we you know work with these energies so coming into that karmic aspect there are a number of things that are in that we can look at um, and that is your nodes your what they call your north and south node so your north and south node is is the way in which we can recalibrate our energy field when we can you know being within our spiritual biosphere understand what are our comfort zones what what are our patterns and these comfortable aspects um, are what we're kind of at what is our foundation in which we grow from because if we stay in the comfort of our life that's often in those patterns that we've created in the conditioning um you know our protection mechanism so on and so forth and these comfort zones or our south node is generally carried over from our past lives so that's familiar to us that, you know, that works for us. But when we aspire to, to grow into, to activate and to embody, that's stepping um, into the North Node aspects. So these are often the challenges in our life are kind of asking us to activate this amplification in our lives. So, you know, those key aspects are really, really important to understand. And it gives you a good way to, okay, where am I comfortable? What am I aspiring to? So, you know, um, in, our, in our way of being that, you know, you're not going crazy. These challenges that we're facing, um, all of these aspects are for our sole purpose to grow in a greater sense of self. I love that. And, um, yeah. The question that was, that was coming up was like, so we have like aspects, right? We have these things that are interacting with each other. Maybe you've got like one planet opposite another planet or they're in conjunction or they're in opposition or whatever it is. So talk to me about how that works. Like how did planets interact with each other to affect you or almost like the other, the other aspect is like when there's transits happening. So like say the moon is like lining up with your moon. How does this stuff impact us and how do they interplay these energies? Yeah. Okay. So 
um, we have that cellular body, that framework that which we operate from. So this is our cosmic um, circuitry that's implanted, implanted, that's not quite the word, infused within our energy frequency. So that happens the moment you take your first breath upon this earth. So where the planetary bodies and the cosmic bodies are sitting at the time of your birth is a fusion that happens at that point in time. And that's kind of infused within our energy frequency and our signature. Now, different energies talk to one another. So these are the aspects that you're speaking to. They, they ping energy backwards and forwards and they talk to one another. Sometimes they amplify the energy. Sometimes they challenge the energy. Sometimes they're in harmonious flow. Um, so for example, if you've got things like you know, Venus and Neptune that are talking beautifully to one another, then, you know, that amplifies the artistic creation, you know, that spiritual flow and connection. If you've got things like, you know, Venus and, and Mars talking to one another, it's pulling on, you know, the masculine and feminine, our outward expression of self, our internal expression, so on and so forth. So they can work beautifully together. They can also really challenge one another. Um, so that's kind of the framework that you start from and what you spoke of the transits. So your framework stays as it is. And your transits, of course, uh, happens when, you know, the planets keep doing their thing in the sky above. They keep shifting and moving. And when they get to certain points in the sky, they amplify energy and they kind of ping it down to your cosmic circuitry to activate and awaken um, those aspects within yourself. So in the simplest form, I look at it like a crystal grid. Um, you've got your crystals laid out. When you kind of turn crystals at certain points, it pings energy backwards and forwards. And that's kind of how the stars above, you know, interact with our energy field. So for some, it's a crystal grid. So energy moves beautifully back and forwards. For others, it might be a pinball machine where things are literally flying in all directions. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, it awakens, activates, challenges, um, pushes, all of those qualities within us. Amazing. Um, so speaking of like this, <laughs> this energy that's always been pinging, I've been like interpreting lately, I just can't even it's fathom the shifting that's been happening on like a cosmic level for us. Over the past month, I went through this huge rebirth, massive, like we spoke about this astrology thing that was going on for me, I did it happen. But I also felt like it was aligning with some collective stuff that has been happening. So talk to me about like, what has just been in February, because I'm going to release this on time, usually they're out of sequence, but this podcast, it's going to come out in time in March 2023 so people like well, you're going to get a bit of an astrology read, reading about what the fuck is going on and, and how we interpret what's been going on but for me it's felt like huge huge disassembling of all these structures it's felt like like I'm being put there's been this aspect of like my higher self versus my egoic self and they've been fighting for a while and my higher self has just strong armed the fuck out of my ego self and is like nah bitch we're doing this now and you're not yeah. you know you're not holding back anymore so how is that in astrology like what's going on for that to all happen I know we've had like cosmic energies coming in a lot but yeah talk to me about how how we can interpret that by the framework and what's coming yeah, yeah. So coming back to what I was speaking to, you know, I'm so freaking excited about being here at this point in time in our evolutionary history. I believe that everybody has a role to play in the world right now um, for our individual selves, as well as our, um, you know, community, our tribe, our families, as well as humanity and the collective at, at a larger scale. Um, so we all have these circuitries that we work from and I work with the energy of what can the I bring to the we of collective. 
So you'll find that a lot of people that are really leaning in hard and dealing with all of our shit and stepping up and activating and awakening and, you know, charging our light and creating community and, and really potently diving into, you know, who we are, um, our charts have kind of designed and aligned for that to happen with the transits that are at play. And then we kind of take it that step out. And this is when we understand the, the oneness of the universe. The frequency that's at play for us on an individual level, you know, is amplified on a collective level. And you really can't make this shit up with what's been at play, especially over the last, um, you know, three years or since 2020, um, what's been at play. All of that aspects that came into play at March 2020 and at the end of December 2019. Which is when my Saturn return began, guys. Like, I literally <laughs> fucking signed up for this shit. Sorry, I had to interject yeah. there. Like, I was like, hey, I'm going to go through my big shift. Like, as all this big shit. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> and those, no, but those of us that are, are on that leading edge, you know, circular leadership is something that a, a wild tribe really speaks to. Circular leadership, us all stepping into the fullness of ourselves, away that light so you'll find that those that are on that leading edge that critical front have really within our own personal charts have had some big challenges to you know shake shit up um to you know go through those poor woundings you know I've been through the dark night of my soul over the last number of years which have ripped me raw in every sense of the word but it's my biggest growth opportunity to date and I'm incredibly thankful for that and you know but the timing that's also come in with the collective energy we've had um as I said coming back to 2019 and 2020 these energy placements have been spoken about within astrology for a number of decades and they've been really kind of you know surmising what what is the energy that's going to play out and um, just to witness that in the wider world is like holy shit you can't make this up it was just crazy to actually see it playing out in the world um, you know one thing I said to Trace um, a, a little while ago is you know, with this Uranus um, aspect that's at play. So Uranus is a game changer. He's the rebellious one. Um, you know, lightning fast creates change in every sense of the word. Um, he moved into Taurus. So Taurus is your grounding and stability and foundation. And then we've had Pluto um, kind of been charging through as well. And Saturn, so sorry, Pluto dredges things up to the surface for us to look at. And then we've had Saturn, who's like the principal, the taskmaster, he's kind of on task, has been in Aquarius, well, moving through Aquarius over this time. And Aquarius is the energetic, the spiritual um, aspects that come into play. And, you know, back in early 2020, I think it was, or 2019, you know, I spoke within our community, this quality to me sounds like you know, the hippie dude that's going into, you know, the bank and he's, you know, Uranus, the hippie dude out there, the rebellious one, he's going into the bank and the tax office being Taurus to shake things up. And you've got Saturn being, you know, the dude business bloke with the suit and the briefcase. He's going into the crystal shop being Aquarius. And they're like, okay. And then, of course, the energy started to play from there. And that's when we had, um, you know, the guy who broke into the Oval Office in the US with that Jamiroquai headpiece and everything else. It's like, holy shit, like this is playing out in real life. The hippie dude was not in the tax office. He was in the Oval Office. 
Um, so to see these energies play out on a bigger scale, that's kind of coming into that awareness of the oneness that we're all here to play a part of. Um, so what's at play for us? As I said, Pluto has been dredging and he, he's the alchemist. He's the Merlin of our solar system. He brings everything up from the depths. We think, we're talking Hades, bringing everything up to, for us to look at. And he's been moving through Capricorn over the last couple of, well, last 20 years. And he's about to shift and move house. So Capricorn is our structure, our foundation, the way things have always been done, the tradition. So we're thinking of banking systems, education systems, um, you know, medical, uh, all the systems and structures of life. And Pluto's been dredging those to the surface. So that's been playing out, you know, for everyone on a personal level. And it's been playing out in the wider world. And he's sitting right on the very edge of Capricorn at the moment. And he's going to then move into Aquarius as in, in March. So he's going to move into there for three months. And now Aquarius is humanity, it's innovation, it's a new way forward, it's a way of being, um, it's connected to consciousness, humanity as a whole, to you know the higher realms, to spiritual realms, through to um, you know the cosmic realms. So here's this um, Merlin who's been working through the structures and foundations in Capricorn. He's about to shift into Aquarius and he's in there for three months. So we're going to start to look at all the structures and foundations around humanity and our consciousness and our innovation and our way of being. And then he kind of shifts back into Capricorn again to go, okay, what didn't we quite get right as we, as we move it through? Um, to kind of dredge up any layers. Then he'll shift back in again for about nine months, then come back to Capricorn. And then he shifts into Aquarius for the last time and he'll be there for the next generation of, of beings, um, of people coming into this world and this incarnation. So he's really there to create alchemy and change, to create a conscious new way forward, our innovative way of connection to community, to humanity, to people, to the cosmos, um, and so on and so forth. But from a, from a really embodied understanding power dynamics and how we as people and we as individuals can bring our power dynamics in a healthy, um, conscious way of being to the community and the collective. So this is the what can the I bring to the we so service-based, like bringing us into that frequency of service internally, like any places where we're not fully in service, yep. where we're acting in service to self or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Doing it on a personal level, but also on a worldwide global level, this is going to be at play. And then the other power player that's shifting house um, in March, of course, is Saturn. So Saturn is that the principal dude, the taskmaster. I look at it as like Gandalf. He's been moving through Aquarius. So he's been asking us to take um, uh, conscious responsibility around how we're choosing to show up. So we've been working through and dealing with all of our stuff. And he's moving into Pisces. So what he speaks to as he moves into this Pisces, and Pisces is that subconscious, the oceanic currents of, of energy. So when um, Saturn's moving into Pisces, I look at it, this as almost like a spiritual stamina, um, you know, really being able to embody our wisdom lessons and our self-mastery for this next phase and this next energetic frequency. So again, these, we've got two massive planets 
moving house at the same time and their cycles are huge so it's it's rare that that happens literally within two weeks of one another so that's kind of you know the big power plays and then there's a lot going on in Aries right now which is all going to play out in um, March as well you know so can I speak to that right now because I can speak to it one time. Great. Yeah, yeah, please, but, please. We want to know what's going on in March. I'm like taking notes in my mind. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, how am I going to get fucking rolled over by this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Aries is, the air, energy of Aries is the pioneer, the way shower. They jump heart first with all that they are. It's about new beginnings. It's also about the individual, the I am. So part of this, we've got what they call a stellium moving through Aries at the moment. So stellium, stellium is like a, a house party like all the planetary energies and the energy bodies are all kind of jumped into Aries and moving through the sign all the, at the same time so it's coming back to that really kind of amping it up as the individual the identity who am I how am I choosing to show up you know what is driving me what is my passion um you know how can I be a way shower how can I be a pioneer in the eye and bringing that into community and What's at play at there, of course, is our Chiron. Chiron is sitting in, in Aries and he's a very, very slow moving planet. So we're being asked to look at this wounding, but we're also being asked to look at our self-mastery. What is the treasures within the triggers of our life? And how can we then begin to acknowledge this wounding from our Chiron? How can we embody the wisdom and teaching? Because this is our self-mastery that's at play. So he's being amplified um, in March as well. And Jupiter, so Jupiter, I look at him like the um, quartz crystal of our solar system. So he amplifies all of this energy. So if you're not dealing with your shit, it, it's really going to hurt. So it's a, it's a now is the time, it's that push. And then we've got um, Venus, which is moving through this energy all as these planets are shifting and changing. So Venus is, I like to look at it as our soul currency. Who are we? What are our resources? What is our own personal soul currency as it moves across our wounding, as it gets amplified by Jupiter within this Aries frequency of the pioneer and the way shower? It's about understanding who we are as individuals, what our resources are, our lived experiences, our challenge, our wounding, our lessons, our insights, and bringing all of that and understanding that we as individuals are a wealth of resource. And this is our sole currency that we can then take out into the wider world. And of course, if that's not enough, the, the cosmic bodies, they just blow my mind the way that they- They all want to hit us at once, right? They're yeah. all like, hey, no, we're not going to give you one thing. We're going to give you a fucking stellium house party of all the things all at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, you know, as, as a collective, as humans, people are comfortable. We're past that time of comfort. We need to, you know, we step up to the edge, step to the edge of, you know, our existence and humanity and lean in and fucking lean in hard is where we're at. So as Venus kind of makes her journey across um, these aspects, she then meets up around about, I think it's around about the 23rd. She meets up with the North Node, our collective north node so this is that again what we're aspiring to what we're moving into also the north node is destiny so she's kind of gone through her lessons as all these planets are at play and she's meeting up with destiny and go hey i'm here this is me these are my resources this is who i am my soul currency what am i up for 
And this is happening in the sign of Taurus. So what happens with that is like grounding all of those awareness um, insights and understanding and putting them into a practical nature of what can the I bring to the we. And then on top of all of that, also coming into this conjunction of Venus and the North Node, we have Juno. So Juno is um, the consort of, of Jupiter, but I look at Juno as the commitment. So how I look at this at play is on a soul level, we're being asked to make a true commitment to our own personal destiny, but we're also being asked to do that on a collective level. Yeah. Wow. So oh my God. Yeah. Months. I'm, I'm really like, as I'm really listening, excited. as I'm listening to all that, I'm like all the things that were happening for me in February as I was closing out my Saturn return and all the various little pieces that were dropping in. I can see how they've prepared me for this moment because what, so what I tend to do, it's really funny. I either go through things just before the collective or like with the collective. And I feel like everything that you just spoke into, I've like done a lot of work to prepare myself to be here so I can kind of hold that. And it's so powerful, especially when you're speaking about the commitment and the stepping into that like next level of like service and commit committing to the, um, yeah. the collective stuff. So that's so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is, yeah, circular leadership. And, and this is where we can kind of communicate. And if I can share my insights, yes, and people have them in a lot of different ways, but it's a similar frequency and energy. We can go, all oh, right. So that's why I've spent the last, you know, month, six months, 12 months journeying through that, because that's where the way shower comes in. That's where the pioneer comes through. That's where the forging the path, you know, the first wolf, no one sees the first wolf, but they're the ones that have done that journey through that energy. So then they can also guide others through it. They can also go through another layer within themselves of, of um, expression within that as well. So yeah, we, we tend that. to kind of move through it just before it plays out in a wider context. Yeah, I say this as well, we're the pathfinders, right? Like we're yeah. paving those paths that people haven't paved and it's like us walking those paths then yeah. opens the energetic space for someone to follow that path behind us. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. It's that critical edge, you know, circular leadership. We're all kind of forging those paths for collective, you know, and we all do it in our own unique ways. Yeah. Okay. So like a bit of a trajectory change or not really, it's still kind of like on a similar, excuse me, I need to sneeze. Is it coming? It's not coming. If it comes, it comes. Um, that's what she said. Um, so when we look at like this age that's been foretold, right? Like the end of the Mayan calendar, the Hopi um, prophecies, all these things, how can you interpret this astrologically to the age that we're in and we're moving into? And what does that look like? This new earth, new phase, new paradigm. What is your personal like vision for this? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a big one with the multitude of layers and expressions within that. Um, okay. So the way that I see the stars in the simplest form is there's no hard and fast defined lines. So there's been a lot of contention between we're in the age of Aquarius. We're not quite there. We're, we're, we're past it. We're in it. All of these things. And like everything, these frequencies are long cycles that are at play so we as people and humans it's, it's almost like the Gregorian calendar of control we need to go okay on this date we're stepping into this energy field and this is what happens next because we like that the indoctrination of control and containment but it's a shift of the ages that's at play so how I look at that on a bigger picture, uh, and again, from the lens of astrology, is 
there's cycles that are at play out at a bigger level. So if we go back through our history and time and through our revolutionary um, activations within humanity in more so the modern context, and I'm talking uh, about the last kind of thousand years or so. Um, if you look at stages where Pluto, uh, Saturn, Jupiter and Uranus have all kind of come into play, that's when we've had those big crunch points, those crisis points for humanity, for us to step into this new wave, this new evolution, um, our new revolutionary process that comes into play. Um, because it is that growth in our, and not only on our personal soul level, but on a collective level that we're working through. Um, I personally feel that throughout our long history, that's long forgotten by, by many, um, we've gone through cycles within our humanity and there's been a reset button because we've kind of distorted power dynamics, um, all of these kind of aspects have come into play which weren't in alignment with our conscious humanity, uh, conscious growth within humanity, you know, so I feel that there's been a reset button pushed a number of times throughout evolutionary history. And I'm talking over the tens of thousands of years. So we're at another one of those points in our life. And, and this is why I feel that these planets kind of step into an energy such as Pluto moving into Aquarius, the feeling into that, they get an idea of how those power dynamics are going to work for community. They can try it out, test it out. Then they shift back because then they can reframe it, um, analyze it, look at it, what didn't work, what does work, so on and so forth. Then move forward again and then move back again to kind of go, okay, what worked, what didn't work. So then consciously move forward. So these bigger cycles, they are huge. Um, so on a personal level, how I like to look at this is coming back to the, I chose to be here. And I feel we all chose to be here, especially those that are um, awakened and uh, working through inspired action. We chose to be here because we pay, play a role now in our human form. Because I do feel that down the track, when we reincarnate further down the track, then we step into the next phase of our evolutionary growth on a soul level. So we're all here to play our part now. And like everything, um, it's, it's that death and rebirth. When we come back down the line, we pick up in this next phase of growth for our humanity and our consciousness across the board. Um, so on a soul level, I feel that's at play. We're also moving through the universe. Um, Earth is moving through the universe and our solar system is moving through the universe. And it's moving through what is known as the photon belt, which this is a whole different energetic frequency. We're talking quantum energy. We're talking of our amplifying our consciousness and ways that we've long forgotten. Um, but we're starting to remember to pick up from those, those threads um, the DNA that we turned off lifetimes ago. And as we're moving through those, those amplifications come into play in our lifetime. So um, we're consciously going through each phase of evolutionary growth for our humanity to awaken on a global scale. I love that. Um, something that they were like, you have to ask this question. I was like, yeah. Uh, what do you think, like you said, 
the we had these certain things of dna kind of on and we were operating more and more open and spiritual and all this stuff what do you think we're missing or lacking now that we used to have like what what does that mean to you to be more connected like what did we have in the past before we've reset or we've lost ourselves what is humanity lacking that we used to have as part of our practice or our being or where were we connected in ways that we are not now inner authority yeah um and i'm i'm talking generalized here more often than not as humanity we're taking um direction uh from the external especially in the last two years i mean fear plays you know an incredible role and as a majority for people they take direction and um, guidance you know, for your safety from an external reality, from external powers that be, rather than coming back into our own internal authority. And that's why, for me, that spiritual biosphere is incredibly important, because when we cultivate that, we really start to dive within the depths of our consciousness, within our cellular body. And as I said, this quantum energy that's that's really being amplified and activated when we're working through this plasma, uh, plasmic energy that's moving through us. When we come back into self, then we look at our internal landscape and, and it's infinite in phenomenal ways. So that's when we kind of dive within because we become our own internal resource, that soul currency I speak of. We step into our self-mastery. We come back into our own inner authority. So then we look at it within us and it's like, okay, what's working? What's not working? What am I remembering? Um, you know, we a lot of people are having um, visceral dreams and past life dreams and activations and so on and so forth. It's that remembering. And you know, even yesterday, I was having a conversation with a dear sister who's had some challenges around traveling, you know, traveling internationally. And every time she's wanted to travel internationally, um, something's happened in a big way to stop that from happening. And she was actually supposed to travel early 2020. And then, of course, the world shut. It's like, you created COVID. This is what, how this played out because you wanted to travel. So the world just went, nope. And we had a big laugh about it because, of course, that's not how it played out. But what came from that is, okay, she's worked through all of the layers, all of the things, all of the, you know, belief systems, so on and so forth. It's like, there's, there's got to be more to this. And we kind of unraveled her chart and we went, hang on a second. This is a past life bind or contract that has been put into play. And as we dive deeper, we're looking at pilgrimages, you know, and all of these contracts that came out in our past lives that we, we put into play or that were put upon us. So coming back into the current moment, when we have awareness of how these are working within us, it gives us a um, point to, to dive into, kind of, you know, that festering thing, you, you pull it apart and really start to have a look at. So you look at all those bindings, the contracts that would come into play um, throughout many, many lifetimes. Um, and, and that happens in a multitude of ways. I know for myself, working through past lives, you know, through my own protection, um, throughout many lifetimes and even the, in the lifetimes of Atlantis for example I know myself and you know my soul sister put some binds in place because at that point in time we were needed to do so coming into this lifetime we've kind of worked through that removed those binds contracts so on and so forth and then our own personal work within this lifetime is just you know amplified in exponential ways 
So what I'm interpreting in the word multi-dimensional self keeps coming through, like these energies is platonic energy, all the stuff that we're moving through is helping us to come online with our multi-dimensional self. So that's yeah. connecting to past iterations, past gifts, um, past trauma, or like past, yeah. like you said, these like binds and fuck lately, I've been clearing a lot of karmic stuff and yeah. like things that I've put in my field, or like to, like you said, protect myself in the future or whatever mm. it is. Um, so it almost feels like we're shifting when I'm feeling to the energy of it, we're shifting into be able to remember like that we're beyond this one little iteration of us and we're so infinite and limitless. And the Ooh. potential of that is like, then we're connecting to other, you know, places of existence, other planets, other, you know, starseed races, all of this stuff. So it's almost like opening ourselves up from being so inward and small and limited. Well, not inward. I don't want to use the word inward because we access all of that by going inward. But I mean, like, We've yeah. got these blinders on where it's just me and my human experience and my identity and this matrix that we're in, whereas it feels like the energy at the moment is cracking it open to be like, babe, remember who you are. Like, you, <laughs> you know, you've yeah. been here for so many lifetimes and you have all these experiences and what are you here to learn? And um, so that's my kind of interpretation of the energy and what you're speaking into. Yeah. And I think it, it, it gives us so much scope for how much more we can experience in this lifetime when we're connected to that stuff. Something that's been happening to me a lot in the past couple of years is like soul connections have mm. been rapidly coming in, like all yeah. sorts of different configurations. And it's like, I used to like freak out. Like the first few times this happened was particularly with men because I had a lot of lessons there, but it was like, oh my God, there's this connection. And like, whoa, it's like so, now it's like constant. Like I meet someone and I'm like, whoa, I've known you before. And it's like, we can have those connections with so many people when we remember how multidimensional and like, vast we are oh and it's incredible when that happens and often those soul connections can be just a moment but they can change and awaken so much within you it's it's powerful and, and potent you know I've had that a number of times um, you know myself throughout my lifetime and you know a particular um, energy that's coming through is I, I met this particular person and we met seemingly out of nowhere um, and we literally dropped into deep conversation that unfolded. It's almost like the world stopped around us. And what came up between the two of us, we didn't even know each other's names. Um, and, you know, that experience that we shared and it was that instant soul connection. And, and then we kind of left and that was it. We never saw each other again. But the, the ripple effect of that that's played out through my own energetic field has been huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my curiosity kind of, you know, guided me to, to follow that energy thread and, and take it deeper and further within that. And, you know, it, it's being expanded, being opened up and remembering who the fuck we are. It's really important. And, you know, part of this um, Aries energy that's also at play is, all those facets, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything that comes along with it. Because what's sitting in Aries also is um, the cosmic body known as Eris. So Eris is the goddess of strife and discord. So she, in the simplest form, she blows shit up for us to look at it and go, whoa, what's going on here? And, and she can cause, you know, strife. Um, but her overriding energy is sometimes to blow things up or explode things or you know, rip things open so you can have a really good look at it because her overriding energy is inclusivity. So from her perspective, she's a street fighter, but to ensure that everyone has a seat at the table, everyone's story deserves to be told, everyone needs to be witnessed, um, you know, everyone deserves to be held and heard. 
So how this works on a personal level is sometimes these um, soul connections, um, you know, the lessons that we often receive in our lifetime, you know, that's all part of who we are. But those aspects, those challenging, those woundings, those core woundings also deserve a seat at our table because they are part of our lessons and understanding our lived experience with all the flavours are part of who we are as an individual. And through lived experience, that we, then we can meet another at that point. As I shared, I've been through the dark night of my soul again. But in the last, you know, five years, I've been really diving deep in with Hades and, you know, going through all of those um, growth opportunities. But I didn't know what I didn't know before that. Now I have lived experience so I can also meet others at that point. So it's that cracking that open and understanding that, you know, we are bigger in exponential ways than we realize and when we share our story it gives others an opportunity to share theirs and that ripple effect that frequency that can move through them and it goes off in its own way and create change in a bigger perspective yeah it's like that essence of activating someone else with something within you that they are needing yeah. to like find in themselves like for me it's always that person activate something in my own energy, which I've been missing or longing or, or activates a, a wound or a trauma, which I've been not dealing with. Or at yeah. the time I'm always like, fuck, like this is so painful, but afterwards I just have nothing but gratitude and love. So it's, yeah. it's powerful what we can do in connection. And I think a lot of people on this journey because they become really sensitive and they pull themselves out of the systems and the structures and the identities, they lose everything from their life and they isolate or alienate themselves yeah. without realizing that that connection is a potential for growth and we connect yeah. with others and we need to, like we came here to serve and help humanity and how are we going to do that if we're in a cave isolated, yeah, yeah, right? Like it's the echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. The cave. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're reaching the end, but I want to know if there's anything else you feel like you really desire to share. You look like you've got something else in you that you're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can talk about the stars forever. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, Uranus is, you know, <laughs> trusty old faithful he's the game changer and he's really active at the moment and has been for the last 18 months or so and you know all of this energy is moving through Aries and then it'll move into Taurus which is where Uranus is sitting so his highest energy and his highest frequency is liberation so he's shaking everything up. He's the rebellious one um, for liberation. So, you know, those of us that have been doing this work for a while, you know, we're, we're faced with challenges, but we have the spiritual stamina and, and the awareness and tools to move through it. You know, there's a lot of people that all of this energy is happening for them as well, but they can't, well, they don't have the lenses to articulate what that is. Um, so, when we truly embody who we are in the fullness of self, when we do the work that we're here to do, and we understand our spiritual biosphere, as it moves through this Taurus energy, which is embodiment, and it moves through this Uranus energy, which is the game changer and the rebellious one, that's where liberation comes into play. So it's about taking astrology are taking all the work that you do but coming into embodiment practices taking it out of the the woo-woo the airy fairy taking it out of the mental um, but dropping it into the full expression of self and embodiment when we connect with others under this uranus signature 
that's when liberation happens. It's, it's the game changer for, for individuals and community and humanity. Yeah, I love it. That embodiment piece is so important. And so many people forget yeah. it. Like they do all this healing and this channeling and all this work, but then they're not actually like taking that and yeah. acting on it, right? Or like yeah. like being I did that the workshop. Energy. Yeah, I did the workshop. I went to the weekend retreat. Yeah. It's like, great, you know, embody that. And yeah. no. Yeah, that's like what I see with people doing like a lot of plant medicine journeys and they do the medicine work, they do the medicine work and they keep sitting with the medicine, but they're not actually fucking like taking the things that they learn and applying them. And it's like, there's no yeah. point. Um, yeah, plant, so. plant medicine is incredible. Again, in the Taurus energy, incredible, um, you know, plant medicine, wisdom, you know, insight, so on and so forth. But you need to integrate and embody that wisdom that you're yeah. learning from the plant medicines. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all these things are just tools for us to be able to be better, <laughs> right? Like for us to show up and be better humans or better yeah. souls or better whatever it is. Amazing. Okay, I would love to give you a little plug um, so if you would like to share, you know, I know that you guys have multiple like retreats and, and pilgrimages yeah. and stuff going on. I would also really, 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 really recommend any sort of reading with Larissa because I had one and it was fucking phenomenal and really reasonably yeah. priced as well for such a like vast um, reading. So how can people find you if they would like to work with you or follow you or sure. anything like that? Yeah, so Wild Tribe, so W-Y-L-D-T-R-I-B-E. Wild Tribe is our business, myself and Soul Sister Trace. We create a phenomenal experiences uh, within our own personal lives. And we love to share that um, with, with our community and, and the wider landscape, of course. Um, so yeah, I love to offer readings. Knowing thyself is the greatest tool that you can have and it's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. So through astrology readings, um, you know, coming back into your own personal framework, it's Google Maps for the soul. Um, mm -hmm. And from there, of course, um, we have a number of offerings. So we're, we're <laughs> this year is a big year, especially after being locked up in the last couple of years, we're off to Egypt. Um, so these are all our soul journeys. So again, coming back to, you know, how do we awaken and activate and, and embody all of these qualities and lessons? We're after a soul journey through Egypt um, and we still have a couple of places left. Um, we're returning to Avalon. So we're talking about walking the pathway of the goddess and like the layers uh, that that is involved, you know, the Magdalene energy. Um, and then we're off to Scotland again. So, you know, the land of the brave about awakening and activating within ourselves. And then, of course, Trace and I are planning, you know, a whole lot of adventures along the way for the, for the next couple of years. So we've got our soul journeys coming up. If you want to take the deep dive over a course of, you know, 14 days, pretty much, um, we set an intention. And through there, we have meditation and ceremony and ritual and integration and exploration throughout the entire experience, as well as a lot of fun and laughter and, and shenanigans, because that's who we are. Um, we have a sisterhood rising. Um, yeah, sisterhood <laughs> rising, which we were incredibly blessed to have you um, last year at 2022. And again, I love the synchronicities that play out. And the work that you offered on a personal level was phenomenal. Um, so a little bit about that, that those that don't know, Beck uh, was one of our presenters at Sisterhood Rising. And due to the weather, we had a little bit of a shift and change of a venue that was required at the last minute. And um, the work that you were offering was healing the witch wound. Coming back to that, you know, those binds and contracts, healing the witch wound. 
you know, and it was squally and howly. I went, okay, I need to move back. I've got the chapel available. <laughs> this just can't even make this shit off, man. It was like, whoa. <laughs> oh. like, well, we're really going to do a touring thing in a church. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and this magnificent chapel. But part of the, you know, the conditioning that's that's been in place, when we go back and we take out, you know, it's a big conversation that we can't dive into to now, but the essence of healing that was brought about in, in that space was phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was phenomenal. And I know that the ripple effect that it had for all the women that were present there was, was incredible. But yeah, love the synchronicity. So Sisterhood Rising is our three-day women's festival that we have. We have um, women from all over WA and internationally, of course, offering their work in the world. You know, coming back to the I, into the we, this is the platform that we create being Sisterhood Rising, which is a phenomenal experience. And we're just about to release the, um, uh, the energy signature for this year's um, Sisterhood Rising, which I can't speak to uh, just yet, but let's just say I'm fucking excited. <laughs> um, so that's going to be amazing. So it's in uh, November, so the 3rd to the 5th of November here in WA. Um, and we've been running this event now, Sisterhood Rising, for seven years. So potent, powerful work for women. And what we seeded right at the initial um, as, uh, creation of Sisterhood Rising was that there would be a space for our men folk to also step into themselves, to also you know, find places and spaces where they can come together and gather um, and, and do the work that they are needing to do in, in their own soul's growth. So we've been very excited this year in June, our June long weekend, June long weekend, we have a very first inaugural, inaugural Brotherhood Awakening Festival, which is a groundbreaking men's festival here in Perth. Um, so Wild Tribe, Tracy and myself, along with our, our brothers from Holistica, uh, Jamie and Ryan, uh, are bringing this Brotherhood Awakening Men's Festival together. And it, we know it's going to be potent. We also know it's going to be very vulnerable and very challenging. Um, but our men folk, our brothers, our husbands, our partners, our sons, you know, so on and so forth are so, you know, seeking and, and needing and reaching out. So we've created this space and we've got some incredible men, our, our pioneers. We call them the wolves, our first wolves. Our pioneers who have been doing this work a long time. So we've got um, uh, Graham Jarrett. Uh, John Wife and Julian Silburn and they are what we call as I said the first wolves so they are the pillars within this space to hold the space through lived experience and the wealth of knowledge that they have as well and then we, we've got layers that go from there but men's work is is in a bigger context is, is being birthed here in in WA in this context yeah We're really excited about that I got so fucking emotional when you guys were talking about that because I've been holding that vision too. Like not not as a men's festival, but like the men yeah. doing the work. Oh my God, my whole body was like vibrating when you guys were announcing that. I was like, yes. So yes. guys listening to this podcast, I know some of you are in Australia, go to the thing. <laughs> go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll create the best platform that we possibly can. Um, and there's incredible presenters stepping forward and primal movement and shamanic practices and, and so on and so forth it's it's truly amazing breath work and things like that yeah. so really and women 
also listening yeah. to this who are near or in Australia, go to the other system. Yeah. Thing. I need to apply, by the way. I need to get my application in, mm-hmm. but I keep forgetting. Oh, I might be there, maybe. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I was there yeah. last year. I can vouch it was great. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I would love to thank you for being here, Larissa. You've been such a beautiful guest, a wealth of knowledge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for everyone listening, if you've enjoyed this, give us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps for this to keep getting heard in the world. Um, Yeah, that's kind of all I have to say. Thank you. And until next time, I love you. Big love and respect to you all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.